This is The Deal with Nisim Black. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to The Deal with Nisim Black, a.k.a. God's Man, a.k.a. Hitler's Worst Nightmare, a.k.a. Sammy Davis' cousin, a.k.a. Yehuda Blackaby. I was born in Seattle to hip-hop parents. I got in trouble as a kid, but I was able to make a major life turnaround. I was a Muslim in my younger years. I became a Christian in my teens, only to discover that my soul was Jewish all along. So I grabbed my wife and my kids and we picked up and we moved to Israel where I am today. This podcast, The Deal, is a place where we discuss the deal, the deal on everything. And uh, I'm very, very happy that all of you guys have been joining. If you haven't heard the other episodes yet, please go back and check out everything. One is not a sequel to the other. These are all very unique individuals that I have the opportunity to, to interview. So please check out all the episodes, you know, sign up and make sure you're listening out for the next one. So today we're here with Mayor Kalmason. He's better known as Mayor K. He's an internet sensation dedicated to spreading kindness and love all throughout the world. He has 1.5 million followers on Facebook, and his videos have been viewed more than 350 million times on all platforms. And most importantly, he is proudly and unbashfully Jewish. Mayor, thank you for joining me today. Really do appreciate it. Uh, listen, it's good to be here. What an intro, uh, feeling the energy. It's an honor. No, always, always with you. We have like this weird energy. We we had this, this moment we were in LA, like, remember that texting yeah. each other? Oh, that was nuts. Like ran into each other mid, mid text. Like, you know what I mean? It was like one of those things, like on the shamas were just like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> it was a godsend. It was about to happen. Exactly. I was trying to hustle you down. I heard you were in LA. I was visiting. It's crazy. And uh, on a random street of Los Angeles, we bumped into each other and we had a moment together, which from then on just took off. Took off, man. Took off. So let me ask this. So you are a man who is known for your social experiments, uh, I will say. And uh, you just did a big one last month and you stood blindfolded on the streets of New York and you asked people to give you a hug. Yes. To show that, you know, they believed in peace and love and they stood against hate. So how did this experiment come about for you? And do you think you accomplished whatever you wanted to accomplish? Great. Yeah. So, I mean, for weeks prior to my to social experiment, going out in the street and giving these blindfolded hugs, a lot of tension has been rising and building in, in the Middle East between Israel and, and Palestine and all this like hype. And, and there was the rockets taking place. And it wasn't just there, right? It spilled over to the rest of the world. Anti-Semitism just shot up. Right. And people are being attacked as Jews just because they were Jewish. What? No connection, no dialogue about Israel, their viewpoint. It was just Jewish attack. And it was frightening. Right. And there was a lot going on on the buzz, on, on, on the news and on people's news feeds. And I knew I, I just needed to voice something. And I try to always voice it through a positive or some sort of meaningful, uplifting way. And I didn't want to just be another voice like defending. I wanted to show like, no, I don't want to be on the defense. I want to be on the offense. I want to show everybody's writing the stories about who, what Jews are, who they are, what they stand for. Like, no, I Jewish, I stand for peace. I stand for kindness. I stand for respect and, um, and communication. Like that's how we're going to get through anything. So, uh, having that in mind, 
I, I did come across a social experiment that was similar to this that took place back in 2016 for another topic. I was like, oh, this is a, it's sort of my mind's always buzzing, always taking information. So my mind just sort of connected. Okay, this is happening now. I had this idea. It just sort of came together beautifully. I was in New York City filming a music video and I was just back at my old stopping grounds. I live in LA now. And I was like, this is perfect. So I just went to Union Square. I wrote the sign that said pretty much I'm a Jewish. I stand for peace. You know, I, I stand for love. Do you want to go and, and stand with me and hug me in that regard? And uh, uh, and I did that. That's crazy. You feel like you got out of it what you wanted to get? So I, wow. I mean, the, I couldn't expect it to go over the, the way it went viral. I mean, it's, I think it's in some right. ways the most viral video. I have a video that has 260 million views, but like in some ways, I feel like this had a much bigger impact in a very real and deep way. So much healing. A lot of my videos responses are like, oh, that made me laugh or that made me smile. Or, that made me, you know, think about what you were talking about. This video, people just cry. People just, their hearts open opened up and they were just wow to whether they're Jewish not Jewish so many so much dialogue with Muslims from around the world Palestinians wrote out and like there was minimal hate of course that'll happen but a lot of it was just respect respectful interest they wanted to know what was up the mayor what's going on in the Middle East what's happening what does this mean and like people had a new framework about what a Jewish person stands for and what and what they only so it was incredible did it accomplish it accomplished a whole lot more than I expected is there more work to be done a hundred percent right but a video like that and the way the celebrities were sharing it celebrities who perhaps would never have shared something that is so touchy or controversial this was all about love and, and connectivity and so the impact was was deep that's amazing so there's a few different things like just thinking about that, just the impact that you have and your representation of doing something much more peaceful as opposed to like being on the defense. Like you said, not to be on the defense, to be on the on the offense, right? Yeah. Which is something very, very big by Chabad Hasidus and the Rebbe, right? Uh-huh. And you have a background with Chabad. I would consider you, you consider yourself Chabad. How has Chabad helped you become the person that you are today? Because when you said not to be on the defense, but to be on the offense, that definitely made me think about the Rebbe, the Rebbe put, put Chabad Hasidus on offense, you know? Yeah. And I say that because you see a lot of different groups, even me, I'm a breast lover, right? And, and, and a lot of other groups are much more involved in defense in terms of of, you know, parameters of holiness, of trying to seclude themselves from more of the rest of society where Chabad is like, no, we're going out there, you know, special ops, like, you know. So do you think like that motivates you in the way that you work and the way that you come up with these ideas and how you go and execute them. Yeah. I mean, I, I hundred percent, there's a massive amount of impact that I've, the way I operate comes to the way I've been brought up. My, my parents, my grandparents, my, grand, my great grandparents, all Chabad, all come from that lineage. So it's very much deep within my psyche and how do we approach people, Judaism, uh, the world. We're not necessarily like, you know, afraid of it. or don't want to engage with it. The Red right. was all about, like you mentioned, like, yo, go in there, knees deep, front lines, wrap that person up with the film, no matter what he did before or after, we judge him in this very moment. Or we don't judge him at all, actually. We just, here he is, someone who's Jewish, has a soul, let's wrap him up. Right. Whether they're Jewish or not, seven no high laws. Rebbe was all about it. So there's always was a level of respect, no matter who, what, where the person was coming from. Which for me, I, I relate to very much. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a humanist. I, I, I love people. And, uh, and I, I would never want, you know, growing up Jewish, let alone even Orthodox, there's, there's, there's always, um, I've, I've had anti-Semitism thrown at me when I was on Shluchus, when I was out doing outreach in Europe and even in the States in some rural areas. So I know what it feels like to be just attacked physically and verbally just because I'm Jewish. So I would never want that to be done to anybody else. So I, it's, so growing up Chabad, it was the philosophy of like outreach of respect 
of just taking the person as they are, as they show up, leave the rest to God. But as a human to human, who are you? What's up? You're my brother, you're my sister. Let's do something together. Let's, let's bring some light to this world. I sort of taken that philosophy and ran with it and made it Mayor K style. That's amazing. And so, yeah, so it's all about being on, on the offense and, and that allowing people. And also, listen, I've been doing videos for a while now. I've worked with the media in, in different regards and PR. And uh, I've, I've had it once or twice where people have taken your words and, and, and they build their own story or they put onto you what they want right. people to see of you. But no, pick up the pen yourself. We have a voice. If we don't share our voice, that's the opposite of what it means to be human. We have this ability to express ourselves through feel and feel. And so if we're not doing that and, and not giving people the ability to see who we are and what our opinions are, then we're really denying ourselves a massive part of, of creation. Right. No, it's amazing because even if you think about, as you're saying before, how many dialogue you were able to have with uh, many people that were Muslim and all these other people, there's so much confusion behind everything in the world at large about what's going on over here. But then just amongst the people, because, you know, I'm here every day. I live here in Israel. I see Palestinian people all the time. We have positive interactions all the time. You understand what I mean? You know, it's almost like there's always people have to suffer for the politics and, and governments and people that are in power who, who wish to do this and do that. And people get a bad rap when really the I think the everyday person really just wants peace. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the first place. So which may be the reason why the video in itself and your approach resonated with so many different people. Yeah. I mean, I think we have more in common than with each other than the media or Big Brother wants us to think. I mean, we right. are. We do want those things. We want peace. We want respect. We want unity. We want community. You know, that's that's all we really want. We, that's so the, the average person does not want to be in war. does not want to have a dispute. And I think we were reminded that. I think there was so much tension building up for so many weeks. People forgot. People were so scared. Right. Besides that pandemic being already taken apart from each other, on top of that, there was like now this tension. People were like afraid. Oh my God, what's it mean to be human? And what's it mean to interact? Like, is everybody hate each other? Like, no, it's not black and white. There's so much gray area. That's where we live in. And so to break down those walls and to like show up and be vulnerable and say, hey, here I am. Right. What now? It's a bit of an extreme case. And I was scared to go out there. I was hoping to get some security even in the background. I wasn't able to, <laughs> to get some of my friends who were like, you know, ex savant But um, I went out there and you know, God was there by my side. And honestly, it reminded me, like, I'm all about people. I, I believe in the kindness of people. But even then I was a little scared. And the moment I got that first hug, I was like, right, you know, this is what, it, right. Of course, of course, there's good people out there. Wow. Of course. Like, how do I forget that? This is what it means to be human. This is what it means to show up for peace and love and, and camaraderie. That's crazy. Switching gears a little bit. So you, um, which I know about this myself, <laughs> you probably a little bit more than me, but you travel a lot, right? Yeah. So, and you filmed yourself in some crazy places. You even uh, have a video series where you backpacked across South America. So like, where is the most unbelievable place you've ever been to? And who is someone maybe that you've met on your travels that really inspired you? Oh, wow. Great question. Nisa, man. Oh, I, I, I like seeing this out of you on the, on the podcast. Host. What a conversationalist you are. <laughs> hey, oh, man. Traveling. I do love to travel. And, um, and thankfully, as the world opens up now, I plan to do some more. Oh, so it's hard. There's different categories. When it comes to like raw nature, I love New Zealand. When it came to, to, uh, to adventure, I loved Bolivia. I climbed the, one of the tallest mountains, uh, 6,000 meters, like 20, over 20,000 feet. Wow. That was an amazing feat over three days. I loved uh, the Far East. You know, I love, I love India. And that seemed like the most furthest part away from my reality of growing up in the US. Like it was just like, what? 
on the same world and same country and like, right. holy crap, an elephant just walked by. Like, what the heck's going on here? So <laughs> it was pretty, pretty nuts and pretty wild. So I would say that was um, a colorful, vibrant place that brought a lot of just older things, nature, adventure, deep conversations, a lot of greatness to there. Um, and then other than that, I, while on those journeys, I mean, I met some amazing human beings. I mean, what's coming to mind right now is Everybody has their own spark, but like I, it's cool. I just, because this happened last week, a friend of mine reached out. It happens to him in a couple of years. We went backpacking in South America on a two-week trip through the mountains. Right. And it was like me and like seven Israelis. <laughs> Long story short, we joked around about how, you know, he, we're all younger back then and like five years ago. And when I get married, Mayor, I want you to be my rabbi. You know, I have smicha. And, <laughs> and long story short, he reached out to me on LinkedIn last week. He's like, Mayor, I'm getting married. I met the American girl. You're coming down to Israel to be the rabbi. So like, <laughs> that's so cool. That's like, it's cool how that, like that, how that happens. You never know what will uh, come from, from meeting certain people. Oh, wow. Wow. That is amazing. All right. So that's, that's a bit of inspiration. Yeah. That is definitely a bit of inspiration. I'd love to get back out. I mean, on my travels, I didn't get to see much of Brazil when I was there. See, you get to actually go traveling. When I'm traveling, I go, I'm going to go work, you know, like, right. You know, I get to, I, I it's work and play. Right. It's work and play. I mean, I think the most beautiful part is I get to meet beautiful people and, and, and a, just wonderful, interesting people while I'm gone. Um, so I really enjoy that. I, I have had the, um, to some some degree, I've made somewhat of a uh, a rule for myself not to enjoy myself too much while I'm out because then it's very hard for me to not come back and tell my wife, oh, hon, I went here, I went there. Like, I've been to South Africa, like, I'm going to say three or four times or something like that. I've never been on a safari. I've been offered everything else because I'm like, if I can't take my wife and my kids with me, I know I'm going to I'm gonna hear about this. Hey, you know, it's just very hard for me to come back and be like, okay, you know, so I know, hon, I went, I did the concert, I did, you know, right. whatever, go out and eat. I try not to go I see too much, but it was hard to get away from those waves at, at Cape Town. I just, I tell Ooh. you, wow, wow, wow. That was one of the places I've been to. It was just like incredible, crazy, crazy. Table Mountain. Wow. Wow. I've heard. I've I never been to South Africa. It's on the top of the bucket list, but it's, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because for me, I have some places in the world that's untouchable. I've had options to go to, to, go to South Africa, but I was like, you know what? I want to wait till I'm like, have my partner. I want to go there with somebody. It's, it's weird. Right. And it's like, but hey, you know what? I'm not going to do it till, you know, until I meet that, that person. I want to share that experience. No, no, it's true. It's true. It's true. Gibraltar also. You got to go to Gibraltar. Mm. Gibraltar is just also beautiful. If you haven't been there yet, that's where the Yamagadol is, you know, where the Atlantic and the, uh, and uh, was it the Atlantic and the Mediterranean, they meet. Oh my goodness. Breathtaking. So we got to go backpacking in South America. Done. Let's make it happen. I'm looking forward. So like you said earlier, like you were saying, your, your goal is to spread joy um, to spread positivity, inspiration to others. That's just really your path. That's the way you do things. Considering now and this year in isolation has been hard for everybody, how do we come out of it and reconnect right now? How can we rebuild our communities and spread the joy and the positivity again? Yeah, I mean, this this year definitely brought a lot of distance and uh, and solitude to to many. I think a lot, a lot of it, and a lot of beauty about it is that I know for myself, I was challenged by that because I was like, hey, wait a second, I can't be out on the streets. I can't be connecting with people in, in a physical sense. Like they won't feel my energy. And it challenged me to like, and it challenged, I think many of us to like get used to like the Zoom and the, and those types of virtual interactions, which in many ways was beautiful because we reconnected with people that perhaps we wouldn't have seen that often or, or spoken to. But now that the world's back healing and we're coming back into person, 
I think the first thing is to be gentle with yourself and ease back into it, especially for those, I'm an extrovert and I still get like some social anxiety going back to some parties, you know I mean? Like it's, it's been, a, it's been a minute. So like be, right. be gentle with yourself and allow yourself to feel what feels good and to ease back into it as you want to. I would say also is like, you know, I think with this pause, it allow people and allow me to like realize where do I want to spend my time and how do and who with and what type of people do I want to spend it with. So um, be more mindful about that is I think is important to like you know you sort of hit the restart button. Why go back to a place where you were? I mean life is always moving forward. So like hey, what's feeding me energy? Being more conscious of that, seeing what gives you more life in, into your system. Right. But then ultimately be a leader. I would say like you know if you want something to get done, do it. Like arrange that thing. You want to like if you love pottery, bring people together. You want to make a cookout, throw a barbecue, host a picnic. Like step up. If something is not being done, or if you want to start bringing your friends together, put yourself out there. Let them be. You know, let people know. Like, hey, I would love to see you guys. And what what a better time. What an easy segue that is. Because like when was the last time we all hung out together? So I would say like if it's not being done already in your friend group, or it's not being done the way you want it, step up, be that person, and make it happen. Right. No, that's huge. And I think also to what you're saying, because there's two sides of it, right? There's the people, some people have anxiety, right? The health anxiety, the whole situation of, of Corona. I see a lot of people who are still very um, tiptoeing, especially there in America, over here in like Israel. It was like, if they didn't like stop it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the locals would have probably just overthrown the whole entire thing if it didn't like... Oh, day one. People were just getting way too fed up, you know? But like, you know, I was recently in America also too, and I walked into like, I think a Whole Foods and everybody had on masks. Some people had on two masks. You know, I was I was flying one time and I don't know how I seen this, but I seen a, a couple on my way to Cancun and they had two masks on, goggles and the face screen on their face. So, you know, I'm like... Wow. And I'm thinking, like, how are people ever going to recover after that, you know? So you have the health side. And then you have the flip side, like you said, the social anxiety. I forgot what it was like to be around people. Yeah. Yeah, right. It is huge. But that's what you said is a good word to be a leader, step up, and just and to be the person to make it happen. So I really, I really appreciate that. Out of all the videos that you have done, because you've done a lot of videos and they have touched many people, not only your own videos, you actually direct videos for, for other artists. So which has been your favorite to make? Oh, man. Ah, I love... It's, it's hard. You're making me choose my babies right now. I mean... <laughs> I love videos, I mean, that give me creative freedom and able to like push my limits when it comes to creativity. I, I, I enjoy the social experiments. I love the ones where I'm on the street, I'm in my element and it's just raw and real. I'm just like meeting people and interacting with them or building scenarios where they step into and it, it brings them closer to themselves or to other people or challenges themselves in positive ways. I love that kind of stuff. And like right now I'm in development to like create a show that has a lot of that element God willing. So like, I'm really excited for that. But that being said, there's also this whole directing slash acting side to myself behind the camera, which I love music videos. I love that because it's just fun. It's vibrant. Even if it's like a slow type of song, it's still, there's so much like creative move, room to like build worlds or to move somebody. Cause you're not just doing something visual, you're also doing audio, it's music and visuals and it all comes together. And um, it also gives me the ability to work with some awesome people. And social experiments, usually it's a small team, myself, maybe one or two other people. Um, a music video is it takes a village to create something special. So like right. I'm able to like 
even either bring on good friends of mine or work with new people who are creative and like work with the artists. And so I just love like going to work, but it feels like play and you're just like together making something so, so much, like so fun, so, something meaningful that will just last forever and touch potentially millions of people. It's crazy. So I can understand that. Um, very rewarding work, I would say, yeah. but people don't understand how much work goes into it. Right. Like, yeah. you know, you're there, 10 hours, 12 hours, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's if you're doing an all-day shoot. You Okay, if you break it up even into two days of seven hours, one day, seven hours, another day, five. Like, it's so much to get, like, two or three minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you, and if you think about it also, right, like, you, you're showing up that day. There's, like, two months possibly of, of planning it out. Right, right. And the, that day is two full days, and then you have the editing process. But, yeah, like, I just filmed a music video here in L.A. last week, and we had like a kid on, on set. He was in his second, first time being on set and he was blown away. He's like through a kid's eye, like point of view, like what? We have to do it again and again. You have to get the different angles and ups and downs and lighting and moving. Right. So yeah, it's definitely a labor of love. Uh, and I think the magic about it is that if the viewer doesn't see the amount of work that goes into it. You know, you did a good job. Right. You know, if, it look, if it looks easy, it looks flawless, then a job is done. Right. You have so many different uh, roles. I was trying to explain to my wife. My wife is very out of the loop in terms of who I am. All the musicians and Jewish celebrities and, and different things like that, she only knows from me, right? Or f- because of, cause of my work or my kids uh, love to play, you know, right. music in the house. So she, you know, and, she, and the kids find it out from the other kids or whatever. You know, I've said a few different times in interviews, I didn't even have internet in my house before 2020 in like seven, eight years or something like that. Wow. So, you know, I tried to explain to her. She's like, okay, who's Mayor Kay? Yeah. And I'm like, you don't know Mayor Kay? <laughs> she was like, yeah, but what does he do? Is he a singer? Is he a-? And I was like, that's a great question for Mayor Kay. Who was Mayor Kay? <laughs> the thing is, like, your personality, how do you consider yourself, you know, besides just Mayor Kay, the Jewish celebrity? Yeah. Yeah. Even that title is, is like, limiting, but, like, I, I, or just one facet, you know? Right. You know, I, I think I, I would like to say I'm a lamplighter, as the rabbit used to put it. You know, and so like I'm a lamplighter, man. I'm 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 soul and a body, and I'm a creative guy. So I, I just use different methods to spread that light. It could be through a book, my kids' book, a kids' book about optimism. It could be a podcast. It could be my my videos I put online. It could be my public speaking, and maybe there'll be other forms of creativity that I'll be able to share light and love and show up in that way. So maybe from if I had an agent and he'd be like, "Yo, we gotta like bring it down to two sentences, elevator pitch, so the world knows who you are." Right. You know, that's what you need. Right now, I'm a free agent, and so like. Like I just, I just play and show up the way I want. And I think from a very young age, people try to put me in a box and uh, say, or dress this way, speak this way, do this way. I just resisted it. It wasn't a place of rebellion. I just, right. it just wasn't me. Healthy rebellion's okay. Yeah. I call that a healthy rebellion. So a healthy rebellion is like Abraham Avin or Abraham, right? Who stood on one side of the world and the rest of the world stood on the other. And he was called an Ivory, one who, who crosses over, one who's on the other side or whatever. So I always tell people that in order to grow and to truly be successful, you have to reach places where you are on the other side of everybody else, right? Yeah, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned Avraham, Abraham, because um, first of all, it's in my name. My first name is Avraham Mayer. 
Um, so I feel very much connected to, and, and this is more recently came up for me, but like connected to Avram particularly. And like you said, a, he thought for himself, he was a thinker, the rest of the world right. thought one way. He's like, no, this doesn't make sense. He questioned until finally he went to source and he realized the one true God. What I loved about Avram as well is that he smashed the idols of his father. Sometimes we're even in our own way of being, we, we're growing up in a certain way of thinking and, and not in a wrong way, right? Cause our fathers, fathers learn from their fathers and stuff, but to like sort of smash the idols of what we were conditioned to believe and to and to question. You know, sometimes I feel like this day and age, kids are are shut down with their questions. You can't ask that. It's out of fear. You can't, oh, you can't question God. Oh my God, you question God? You have doubt? And we shut that down. If you don't give space for that, if you can have a dialogue, is God not big enough for our doubts? Is God not big enough for that kind of conversation? So that's what I think what Avram did was beautiful is that he smashed the idols of, of what things he questioned. He looked. And from the outside, perhaps people was like, how dare you question? But like, no, he wanted to go to the truth. And I think it's our, it's our obligation to go about and to go to source all our forefathers question and went and, and went on their own journey. Our journey is not meant to be like the journey of the person to our left or to the right of us. Only by doing that will you find God. Will you find the God of your, for yourself? Right. That's why we say the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. It doesn't say the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because each one had their own special and unique, unique relationship with God. And they all made him their own. That's a very, very beautiful thing. So what is it for you right now that you could say, this is the way that my Judaism is affecting me day to day and everything that I do? Oh, man. I mean, on a, on a very real level, it's faith. It's faith in, in, in Hashem. It's a Muna. I'm working on right now. The, my, I'm in the trenches of a Muna and Betachon and, like, and building that relationship with, with Hashem, with God, with my God. And that plays into a very day-to-day dialogue where I'm like taking breaks throughout the day through davening, through prayer, through meditation and like building it. So I'm like, I'm stopping and more than three times a day. And, and it's really pushing me. Spider loose if you want to use that word, you know, like really just... Of course I want to use that word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Breast lift. Throwing <laughs> you that. I'll give it to you. Yeah, but it's it's real, man. Like I, I in the spread like in that regard, I don't think I was really brought up with that. Like it's not really it's not really brought up in where at least in my upbringing. So it was, that was new for me when I started learning more about breast live or being around that it was a, it was a beautiful thing. I thought it was strange at the beginning. I'm like, what? But then that's it's it's so real. I lean on that. So and I'm so grateful to be able to have that in my life. And and so that really is a is a really big um, north star for me. And it comes to a conversation. So when I'm working with people who are Jewish or not you know, automatically I, I'm past small talk. I can't do that anymore. Per, I, I really can't. I don't know how to, Right. you know, I'll be two seconds into a, into a, into a, some sort of social party. I'm like, okay, what are you working on in your life right now? What challenge, what's going on in your life? Tell it to me. You know, like, it's like, no wonder why people are like hitting the bar more often after they speak to me, you know, opening up the childhood trauma. But it's, um, it's, but you know what? I, I need realness in my life. I need to attach myself and surround myself with that kind of thing. And so, by me engaging with this on a day-to-day basis, it comes up in my conversation. And so that also is, brings up conversation with people perhaps who wouldn't have thought that or think that or talk about that. And it's, it's, it's just beautiful because we're just bringing like spirituality, God, our backgrounds into the conversation. I think from there, beautiful things happen. Whether you get to know the person on a much deeper level, they get to know you more. You talk about what things are important to you and you share your message in a very real way. That's amazing. That's amazing. Mayor, I really appreciate it. You brought much inspiration today. Thank you. Good to be hanging with you, Nissim. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Be well. (music) 
again, another amazing episode with another amazing person who, you know, uh, calls himself a, a lamplighter, which if anybody knows Mayor and has had the experience to just be around him, you see that. That's that's who he is. That's, that's what he lives. Uh, everyone wants him to host their events or, or their shows or their concerts. They just want a piece of Mayor because they know that he's going to bring the fire, he's going to bring the energy, and I've been privileged to see this firsthand, and he obviously definitely, definitely inspired me, and, you know, even as we mentioned in his last video, has obviously inspired millions of others to, to want peace and to look at it, uh, look at the world, I guess, from a different perspective. So, that was an amazing conversation, again, here on The Deal, and as always, I love to leave you guys with the song, so... Uh, I think the song this week is going to be my song, Only One. We talked about Abraham during this, and, and Abraham was able to understand that in his own way, that God was the only one. And in turn, Abraham had the opportunity to be the only one and in his generation to really recognize God. So I think this song is appropriate for now. Until next time, be strong and only go from strength to strength. So maybe we can build it and then call it reconstruction You know that you're the only one, yeah Others just pretend The love won't ever disappear, yeah It's the only thing I fear You bring me up when I was down I held it inside, you brought it out You give me love without a doubt And I really need you, I can't do without They say they caught me with my hands up Cause I know where it came from I pay how much, I be honest, I ain't changed up I've been at it for a minute with the same stuff yeah. Only raised up, play it like your favorite song I share the game, tell them where they went wrong yeah. I don't come to blame, I know that they want growth So I'm Miyagi Black, I came here to bring them back So I put them on my back, fully loaded He controlled it, I ain't trolling, only focus I ain't notice all the Thank you so much for listening to The Deal with me, Nisim Black. It's a production of the Joshua Network. Our executive producer is Josh Cross. Our producer is Gilad Brownstein. Please follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at The Deal with NB. And subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast content. Please share this with your friends so that they can get this raw and riveting stuff from me, yours truly, God's Man. And I really need you, I can't do without you